First and foremost, I want everybody to take a deep breath and relax, okay? I feel like my eyes sticking to one side of my brain and shit. You know what I mean? Go to bed, Okay, my name is Taylor Dunn. Y'all keep it going. You are now listening to the Mac Daddy Seminar, motherfucker. <laughs> What's cracking, pimps? What's going on? And welcome to episode 53 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Dunn. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. This is the first episode that I've recorded in about six to seven weeks. My last episode came out on January 3rd. And the episode before that came out before Christmas. And I think I did one around the time of the election. Uh, Since then, I really have dropped the ball with this podcast. I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, You know, obviously I've wanted to record episodes, but I just honestly, I lacked the motivation to make them. A lot of it is because I just, to, to explain it to people that don't have a podcast, so when I want to do these and I want to record it, the audio, it's very easy to do. I can record the audio from the closet of my house if I want to. So simple. But if I want to do the video, I have to find space, I have to set all of that up, and then I have to go in and edit everything, and the last couple of videos that I've done along with the podcast, really haven't gotten the interaction that I've wanted to from them, so it kind of just seems like a waste of time. So with that being said, uh, until I have a guest, I will be doing just the audio podcast. The only time I will do a video podcast to go on YouTube as well will be when I have a guest, for now. Um, Because... You know, those of you that do like listening to this podcast, I always see decent numbers from the audio version. So, uh, with that being said, um, a lot has happened since my last episode, and I'm going to go into that as much as I can, so please bear with me. Uh, I'm going to try and remember everything that's happened over the last six weeks and just kind of talk about it in detail. Uh, The last episode that I did... Uh, I put out on January 3rd, which was three days before people stormed the Capitol. Um, at the time, I thought, you know, hey, I should do a an episode about this, but I decided not to. Um, I mean, no one should care what I think or how I feel about something like that happening, but I know some of you might. To be honest with you, I really don't have any feelings towards it at all. Uh, You know, it happened. It was unfortunate. Uh, I hate that people died because of it, but really other than that, I'm not going to go get up on my soapbox and give you some big... 45-minute political speech, because honestly, 
I'm not big for politics. This whole past year, I have paid attention to and learned more about politics than I ever wished to. And a lot of that was just because, excuse me, I couldn't take my family out to dinner. (sighs) And, uh, you know, that may not seem like a big thing for some people, but for me, you know, I enjoy going out. I enjoy living life. And, uh, you know, I spent the last year locked in my house. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, and then obviously, uh, my birthday was on the 19th. Um, I turned 27, extremely uneventful. I, uh, literally just stayed at home all day because I went into, uh, I went into, uh, quarantine, somebody that I work with tested positive for COVID and I spent 14 days in quarantine and did not leave my house. And that's, all, you know, that's happened a few times since the beginning of this whole thing. And I always tell myself like, oh, this is, this is good. I'll spend some time inside and, you know, I can just really focus on writing. I can sit down and I can work. And, you know, when I'm out of it, you know, in two weeks, I'll have, you know, a new act or, you know, I'll have a couple of new minutes I can do for when things do open up. And that hasn't happened in over a year. Uh, And a lot of that I take responsibility for. Um, You know, obviously, when I went back to Alabama back in November, I did have the opportunity to get on stage. I didn't invite a lot of people. For those of you that did come, I'm still grateful that you came. But if you follow anything that I've put out or done in the past, you'll understand that uh, a lot of that material was stuff I've done before. And a lot of it was just to get back on stage. I'm so happy I got the opportunity because, God, that was fantastic to get back up on that stage. Um, but, yeah, my my birthday was, you know, very uneventful. I stayed here at the house. You know, we went and got some food. We got, like, some cheap delivery pizza and my wife and daughter got me a cake and, you know, I, I love going out and doing stuff for my birthday, but, uh, you know, being in quarantine, if somebody I work with sees me, uh, it ain't going to be good. I would have gotten a lot of trouble and I didn't want to risk it. So obviously the day after the 19th was the inauguration, you know, which, was fine. You know, it is what it is. But then suddenly it kind of seemed like things kind of shifted. Like it seemed like everybody, at least living here, just took a big, deep breath and calmed down. I don't know what it was, but it really just seemed like, okay, Trump's presidency is over. And it really just seemed... And this is from a non-biased opinion. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care if you love Trump or you hated him. I don't care if you love Biden or you hate him. This is just from the outside looking in. Uh, it seemed, at least here in Southern California, 
everything just went, (gasps) (sighs) because literally five days later, the governor of California opens businesses for outdoor dining. Now, a lot of these people weren't following the rules to begin with because people just were fed up. They couldn't handle it anymore. You know, I mean, when you're looking at losing your livelihood versus, you know, maybe getting a fine, I would take the fine, you know? So a lot of places were already conducting business, even indoors in some places. So governor came out and he was like, hey, so based on the data, mind you that three weeks before this, he told everyone on the news that he had uh, called for a bunch of meat trucks to be outside the hospital so that they could put dead bodies in there. I mean, it literally like they around the time of New Year, they made it sound like the apocalypse was upon us. And then three weeks later, right after the inauguration, it's, hey, so if you guys want to open your businesses, that's fine you know, still get vaccinated. And if you want to stay inside, you can, but you know, we should support small business. And everybody was like, what? And when that happened, things calmed way down. I mean, you can just see it in people's faces. They look so much more calm. People are smiling. You know, even if you see them behind a mask, like you, people are lively here in Southern California again. Um, Also, uh, and I wanted to get into this maybe a little bit later in the episode, but uh, out of everything that happened in the past six weeks, this was probably the most uh, substantial. Um, My father passed away. Um, You know, I I wrote a long quote-unquote eulogy on Facebook, as well as uh, I put it on my Instagram story. And first and foremost, let me just say that I really appreciate all of the support that people sent out to me and, you know, said, I'll try and keep this brief. But, um, you know, long story short, my dad, um, you know, I've never really had much of a relationship with him. Uh, I mean, I, I knew him and I had spent, some time with him when I was a kid, but it was very uh, sporadic, uh, did not happen very often. There were long periods of time, sometimes even years, I would go without seeing him. And uh, the last time I actually saw him was in December of 2018, uh, when my grandmother passed away. And uh, even then, he he didn't look good. You know, from the time that I'd seen him previous to that, he looked like he had aged about 15 years. And it was only like maybe five years since I'd seen him. So he didn't look great. And, um, you know, it's hard to explain to people who have a good relationship with their parents and, you know, what it's like. But when you don't really have that, you don't really, you know, it's, it's almost like you're numb to it. And, uh, you know, my sister called me and told me that he had passed away. I, uh, I debated with myself on whether or not I wanted to even go back to Alabama. 
and I'm really glad that I did. I, uh, I found out about his death on the 25th. I planned everything the next day, and I was on a plane the morning of the 27th, which, ironically enough, was which would have been his, tw- his 53rd birthday. And I boarded a plane, went to Birmingham, and, uh, you know, spent the next couple of days with my sister trying to help her get things situated and organized. And, you know, I got to see my dad. I got to go to his house. You know, I got to uh, go to where he worked. And I really got to spend time with my sister, which I don't see her too often. You know, I spent a lot of time with her when I was a kid. (coughs) Excuse me. But uh, I was really happy that I got to spend time with her and talk with her and just, you know, because she had been working with my dad and, you know, spending time with him in the last couple of months. And, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. You know, it's sad, and um, to be honest with you, I mean, I really don't know what else there is to say about it. I mean, he was a grown man, and he made the decisions that he made, and those decisions were just compounded with time, and eventually it things just ran its course. I mean, the things that they warn you about in grade school, like this can happen to you, it it happened to him. I won't go into detail with everything, but, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was disappointing. And, uh, (coughs) a lot of that was just because, you know, so many people would tell you that, you know, my dad really could have been anything that he wanted to be. And he took that energy and just put it into things that he shouldn't have. And that's what, that's what makes it sad, you know, because that is his legacy. It's terrible. And by the way, if anybody that, you know, was friends with him or, you know, any of my family members that happen to hear this, you know, think I'm being cold about it. I assure you, you know, I took my time grieving, (coughs) but, you know, I've, I've taken a little time to kind of process the way that I feel about it. I'm glad I got to go. I'm glad I got to be a part of it. And, um, you know, it just, It's just one of those things. It was like a major life moment. And, you know, it really made me kind of think about the way I've processed a lot of things and, you know, how I've handled this past year, really. Because this has been a really tough year for a lot of people. And, you know, I just kind of sat back and looked at how I've handled things and what I might have been able to do differently. And it really kind of put things in perspective for me that, you know, I mean, my dad was, you know, he was 27 when I was born. And then, 
you know, he was 52 when uh, he passed away. I mean, that's that's not that long, you know. I mean, he lived the amount of time it took me to get to the age that he was is when he passed. So essentially, I was born at the age, and he was the age that I am now, and then 27 years later is when he passed. I mean, I guess when you think about it like that, it's kind of wild. But, uh, you know, I plan on taking care of myself and living longer than that, you know, hopefully. But, you know, I just used it as kind of like a a checkpoint in my life. Like, you know, is it's super unfortunate, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, this is an opportunity for me to kind of reevaluate things and look at my life through a different lens. And, uh, you know, just do things for the better. Just work harder you know, actually put forth the effort, stop sitting around and waiting for things to get better. You have to make your own path, essentially. And I've been trying to do that, you know, over the past couple of weeks since I returned. I was only there for a few days, but, uh, you know, since my return back to California, obviously, you know, things were opening up and people were being a little bit more positive and it's, it was a little bit easier just living normal life, you know, cause when you're so locked down, I mean, I talked, you know, at nauseum about being in Alabama and how much fun we had because they're, you know, allowing people to act like adults but, and it's just when they give you back normal things, like the ability to go out to eat or, you know, the ability to get your hair cut, you know, it really makes things a lot nicer. But, um, you know, there's not much more that can be said about it. Uh, it's really unfortunate that it happened. But looking at the bright side of things, I am happy that I got to spend that time with my sister. So that's pretty much covers everything that happened with my dad. You know, if you want to reach out to me and talk to me about it, I welcome it. That's fine. Um, but honestly, I'm doing okay. My sister is doing okay. Everybody's handling it okay. And, uh, you know, once again, we appreciate everybody's support. So I use that energy um, when I come, when I came back, uh, to really buckle down, like no bullshit, like, Hey, I've got to put the work in and start doing stand up regularly as much as I can, even if it's outside, even if it's, you know, whatever, I, I have to get back into it because, you know, what else am I supposed to do? You know, sit around and play the PlayStation. I do that for 30 minutes and then I'm bored. You know, I really get fulfillment from it. And, uh, you know, that's just what I want to do. So I started writing again. I, you know, used a lot of the stories that 
were told to me about my dad and, you know, being in that environment for a couple of days. And I knocked out probably a good 10 minutes of material. I'm still working on a lot of it. But uh, I just use that energy towards something productive. <sighs> Along with that, um, I started looking into options for an alternative income because what I do for a living doesn't bring me a lot of fulfillment. I don't really enjoy it. Let me just pause real quick, okay? I'm not trying to be... Uh, morbid or like sound depressing. I'm just literally giving you my account of the last six weeks. And, you know, I'm not trying to sound heartless or anything, but I mean, a lot happened in that time period. Outside of that, um, I started looking into ways to, you know, produce a secondary income. And while I was in Alabama was when all the, the stock market shit was blowing up. And I was like, huh, you know, I was paying attention to it. I was in the hotel eating breakfast in the uh, the lobby, watching this on TV. And, um, you know, I'm just sitting there. <coughs> Excuse me, Jesus. Um, I'm sitting there watching this on the TV. These people getting rich from cheap little investments in GameStop, you know. And obviously, we know now that that bubble has bursted. You know, it topped out at about $380-something, but I was just like, you know what? That's something I've always wanted to kind of know more about is the stock market and, like, how all of that stuff works. And uh, I started researching it a little bit. All of my friends that I work with have gotten into the stock market, and they're all trading and talking this and talking that, and there's always something new that they talk about at work. And uh, your boy got on uh, that Dogecoin, okay? Uh, it was extremely cheap. I bought a fair amount. Everybody keeps asking me, how much did you buy? That's none of your goddamn business, okay? Don't ask me how much money I spent on some damn Dogecoin. But it wasn't a lot. You know, it didn't need to be a lot because it was so cheap. And I bought it. I think on the 6th, and then like two days later, the same day as the Super Bowl, like last Sunday, it was exploding. And I, you know, held the line, and now I kind of wish that I hadn't because, you know, it's gone down to, you know, a pretty low price, and I could have made a decent amount of money off of it. But, you know... Just is what it is. That's the name of the game. Like everybody's like, no, you just got to hold on and wait. Everybody talked like this about Bitcoin. You know, it blew up to like ten thousand dollars per coin just a few years ago, and there were people that sold, and it went back down, and now it's at like forty-seven thousand dollars a coin. So you're making four times, almost five times as much as you would have if you had sold three years ago. You know, so. That's just the way I'm looking at it right now is, you know what? I'm not missing that money. I'm just going to wait it out. Hopefully it goes way up. Even if it has to sit in there for years, you know, I would rather it do that than, you know, pull it out too early. And then out of nowhere, it just 
goes berserk and it gets up to 50 cents. It gets up to a dollar. It gets up to $5 a share, you know? So we'll see what happens. But your boy is the fucking wolf of Wall Street, man. You know, I'm out here talking stocks. It's shit. People at work. Um, I've been wanting to watch that movie ever since all that happened. I've been like craving watching that movie. And uh, it's not on any streaming service. So I'd have to rent it because I don't own it. And um, I'm so cheap. I'm like, no, I just I don't want to watch it tonight. And it'll be like $2.99. I'm like, no, I'll just watch it tomorrow or I'll do that tomorrow. And I just don't. That little $2.99 charge will keep me from watching it. If it was free, if it was on a streaming site, I'd have watched it twice already. I may watch it tonight, actually. I may sit down and actually watch it. I don't know. I've just been kind of craving watching it lately. I've seen it a billion times. I just, I love that movie. Speaking of movies that are really good, um, you know, obviously you can't go to any of the movie theaters right now. And, you know, they suckered me into going ahead and boosting my subscription up with that HBO Max, where they had all the new movies premiering on there. So I took them up on that, and I've seen two, I'll say one good movie that's come out recently. The uh, The other one that was like their big premiere thing was the uh, the Little Things, that Denzel Washington movie. It was good, but it could have ended a lot better, and I'll just leave it at that. I know a lot of people had the same issue with it. But, um, the Judas and the Black Messiah, that was, uh, fantastic. I really enjoyed that one. I knew I was going to enjoy that movie. And, um, you know, I feel like the guy who played the lead, he played Fred Hampton, uh, Daniel, and I know I'm going to butcher his last name, uh, Kaluuya. I, I guess that's how you say it. I, I hate that I butchered his last name, but you know who I'm talking about. He was the main character in Get Out. There was actually a lot of characters in this movie that were also in Get Out, which I also really enjoyed. And uh, God, he just did such a good job in the movie. You know, I really hope he wins an Academy Award for it. I feel like he deserves it. It was so good. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if it got like, it could potentially get best picture. I feel like. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, I'm just trying to get back in the groove of things and I've been trying to get back in the groove of things for a solid year. You know, last February is really the last time I was actively doing stand-up. And a year later, here we are, and I've done stand-up in person one time since then. And, uh, you know, it's just really hard. It's like working out, you know? Like, it was like I was on a good workout regimen, and everything was going good, and then I just stopped for a solid year. And now you, you know, I'm expecting to be able to bench 225 pounds. It's not going to happen. You got to work your way back into it. 
I've done some online shows here and there, but I, I can't even keep up with them. I think everybody would agree that they don't really like and they don't enjoy doing the online shows, but you know, if that's all that's available to you, some open mics here in San Diego have, uh, opened back up. A lot of them are outside, but, um, you know, we're just waiting to, uh, you know, get back in the clubs again. I know I am. It just, it, I, I have hope now. After seeing the way things have gone, everybody's being a little bit calmer. Everybody's, you know, going about this, I feel like, in a smart way. We're all working in the right direction. Now that the vaccine is more widely distributed, I feel like now people will finally chill the fuck out. And that's really what I've hoped for this entire time. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much... I mean, I think I covered everything. Um, you know, like I said, this podcast is going to be mainly for audio because I want to keep doing it on a regular basis. That's what I'm trying to get back in the groove of. And then as things start to open up, I start having guests on. Then we'll implement the uh, video as well. But if it's just me talking like this, there's really no need for the video because, I mean... I just feel like it's kind of pointless. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I uh, appreciate those of you who listen, those of you who reached out to me in what was a pretty difficult time a couple of weeks ago. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, and hopefully I'll have more good news as time goes on because right now things are looking pretty good and I'm pretty satisfied with it. So... Like I say at the end of all of these episodes, I appreciate you guys listening, and I will see you when I see you. Y'all take care.